You know, throughout my life, I've always been programmed to believe that more is always better. One is good, but two is better. For example, um, one dollar is good, but what? Two dollars is better. One television is good, but two televisions are better. One cell phone's good, but two cell phones are better. One car is good, but two cars is better. One daughter is good, but two daughters is better. Most of the time, okay? Not all the time, but most of the time. But throughout my life, I've been taught to believe that one is good, but two is better. When I was in the third grade, uh, I went to a church camp, and at that church camp, they served one evening one of my favorite desserts, strawberry jello whip. And basically what this is, is strawberry jello and whipped cream put together, and it's just heaven. And I let everybody know that I loved it at my table, and one of the boys in my cabin said, I bet you can't eat a whole bowl full of it. And with pride, I said, oh yeah, I can do that. So I ate one whole bowl by myself. And I thought if one was so good, two would have to be what? Better. And so I started eating the second one. And I got almost to the last bite. And then what do you think happened? Blah. All over the place. And I realized on that day, folks, that one is good, but two is not always better. Two is not always better. Today, I want to talk about less is more. And I'm going to do something that I've never done in the life of the jar before, and that is I'm only going to teach on one verse of Scripture. I'm surprised you didn't cheer for that, okay? Just just one verse. Today was your day. Thank God, just one, you know. Uh, One verse of Scripture. And this is what I was thinking about. If you could memorize one verse, if you could internalize it, if you could live this one verse out in your life, then I think we could actually argue that less is more. If we had one verse, less would be more. So the verse that we're going to look at today is found in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 6, which is in the first half of the Bible in the Old Testament. And it says this, better is what? What's the next two words? One handful. handful. Better is one handful with tranquility than what? Next two words, what's it say? Two handfuls. With toil and chasing after the wind. Now, to kind of illustrate this today, I brought some M&Ms. And uh, one of the things that you'll know with M&Ms is that one handful of M&Ms is really, really good. And you love that. But two handfuls of M&Ms can make your stomach hurt. Okay? Uh, One handful of M&Ms is good. But two handfuls of M&M's can make you have a strawberry delight experience, right? And then all of a sudden, it's all out. One handful of M&M's is good, but 
two handfuls of M&Ms can put some LBSs on your body, right? Some pounds. You can put a lot of pounds on that. And in the same way, we have this tendency to believe that always, though, that more is better. But more is just a myth. And so I want us to say this verse out loud again. Let's say it together. I'll come on the side screens. Let's say it together. Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. One handful is good. Two handfuls can create problems. Now, the question becomes, why is just one handful Good. Because with one handful, what I can do then is I can use my other hand to reach down and maybe to pick another person up. With one handful, I can have it, but with the other hand and arm, I can comfort somebody. With one handful, it's good because then maybe I can take a nap, you know, with that. One handful is good. And with a second hand, I can actually give something away. One handful is good, but two is not always better. Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and a chasing after the wind. Now, For the rest of our time, what I want to do is talk about this whole concept of less is more and a less is more lifestyle. But the question we have to ask, first of all, is less of what? And to answer this question, I think we have to ask a question before that, is what matters? What matters to you? What is the most important thing in your life? And so to get some data about this, I went on my Facebook page a few weeks ago And I ask people, what is the most important thing in their life? And I have a feeling that you could probably guess what some of these responses are. Here's a few of them. My relationship with God, my spiritual life, my family, my marriage, my relationship with my kids, my friends. Now, there was one answer that I love the most, and it was this one, God, family, and the Green Bay Packers, okay? Like, I love you guys at the jar because you're truthful. You know, God, family, and the Green Bay Packers. But do you know what nobody said at all when I asked this question, what is the most important thing in their life? Nobody said the money in the bank. Nobody said their leather sofa. Nobody said their new countertops that they finally got. Nobody said an Xbox One. And nobody said their Instagram or their TikTok followers. You know, when you decide what matters most to you, when you decide what is most important, what you tend to do is realize that some of the things that you might be pursuing in life don't even make the list anymore. And you can start to realize that less actually is more. We live in a world, though, where people will tell us all the time, more is better, more is better, more is better. But more, folks, is just a myth. Less is more. In fact, 
What I'd like you to do right now is turn to the person beside you, wake them up if you need to, and just tell them, less is more. You can type it in on the stream. Less is more. Go ahead. Less is more. Less is more. Now, as we begin this whole concept of less is more, uh, I want to share with you how we're going to learn a less is more lifestyle. The first thing that we're going to do is we're going to cut back. That's your first fill-in, or you can type it in, but the first fill-in for a less is more lifestyle is we're going to learn to cut back. Now, the first apartment that my wife Jennifer and I ever lived in, we affectionately called the attic because it was in the attic above Mrs. Rumler's very nice house, and we lived in 450 square feet of an attic. Now, in this attic room apartment, there were only two doors. There was one door that was actually for the bathroom, And uh, that particular door, only one person could be in the bathroom at the time because you would have to close the door to be able to use the toilet. That's how close it all was. Now, the second door was not to our bedroom. The second door was a tiny little closet in that bedroom. And this house was built in the 1900s. And I don't know why, but they made very tiny closets, so much so that we couldn't put all of our stuff in the closet. So we had to buy these uh, totes and we put all all of our clothes there and our clothes were on the floor in these different totes because of small closets. Now, fast forward today and what do we have? We have gigantic closets. We have these things called walk-in closets, right? Like you can actually walk in and after you take eight laps, you've done like a mile sometimes, right? I mean, some of you have gigantic walk-in closets. In fact, some of your walk-in closets are so full, you can't walk in them anymore. So what do you do? You actually then start putting your stuff in other closets. And then you put it in your garage. And then you put it in your attic. And some of you have so much stuff that you actually have to take some of your stuff and take it to storage. And you put in it in storage. And then what's crazy is you pay people for some stuff that you have that you don't use, that you don't see, and you probably have actually forgotten about. And yet, that's what happens to us. And so we need the reminder every once in a while that less is actually more. Less is more. Better is a handful of tranquility than two handfuls of a bunch of stuff that just creates toil. You know, what I want in my life is less stuff and more friends. What I want in my life is less stuff and more time spent with my family. What I want in my life is less stuff and more experiences that I can have. But in order to do this, I know that I have to cut back consumption. Because I know that deep down, even though I don't like to hear it sometimes, deep down, less is actually more. So, 
the first way we're going to learn to live a less is more lifestyle is we're going to cut back. And then the second way we're going to do this is we're going to clear out. We're going to clear out. That's your next fill in. I'm going to clear out. When my wife Jennifer and I first started dating, and who could not date a stud with a mustache and glasses like you're looking at right now? And, uh, you know, she would come to the house where I lived in in college, and I lived with four other guys, and each one of us had our own room. But my room was a mess. I mean, there was clutter everywhere, just horrible stuff everywhere. And she walked in one day, and she said, this has got to change if we're going to go any further. She goes, you've got to clear out some of this stuff. And then she said, you've got to declutter. Folks, I had never heard the word declutter in all my life. And do you know why? Because I was cluttered. I just thought that was normal. And then she started decluttering me. And then we started dating a little more. And I started making some progress. And I'm not perfect. But all of a sudden now I realize, honestly, I like rooms. I like my office. I like different things that are not cluttered. And do you know why? Because when I'm trying to get closer to God, one of the things that's helpful for me is that when I look around and I'm open to things, there isn't a whole bunch of clutter in my office and I can get more intimate with God. When things are organized in our home and things aren't as cluttered, we actually connect better as a family. I'm able to understand my wife and her needs more when I'm not thinking about all the stuff that's cluttered and it's all around and it's a mess. And to be honest, folks, I would encourage you, I would strongly encourage you to think about and consider how can you cut back and clear out. Now, this can be very, very difficult for us to do because you know what? Many of us are sentimental. And somebody gave us something, and we have a very, very hard time giving it away. I totally understand that. Or maybe you're like me and you just weren't raised with a whole lot. And so you have a tendency to want to conserve whatever it is that you have. Why? Because you don't want to waste anything and you don't know when you might need something one day. And folks, I, I get all of that. Believe me, that, that's me. But at the same time, life doesn't consist of the abundance of stuff. Life does not consist of the abundance of stuff. Remember, better is one handful with tranquility and peace than two handfuls of toil, and you're just chasing constantly after more stuff. Now, several weeks ago, I uh, was getting ready to put some t-shirts in my t-shirt drawer. Actually, it's been a couple months ago. And I was getting ready to put the t-shirts in there, and I'd been preparing for this series, and I was getting ready to put my t-shirts in, and have you ever had that experience that you have so many t-shirts in your t-shirt drawer that you can't shut the drawer? And you know, me being a holy person, you know what I did right in that moment? I just stuffed it down, pushed it down as much as I could and put it in there and said, hope, hope for the best, you know, a week later. And a week later came by, and I got ready to get it out, and I was putting the t-shirts in again, and all of a sudden, I felt convicted by God, not audibly, but just in my spirit. And this is what I sense God saying, practice what you preach, get rid of some stuff. And so in that moment, I got real convicted and I took out 11 t-shirts and I put them aside and I was like, 
Yes! 11 t-shirts. I'm like, I can do more than just 11. And I started looking through some of the other drawers that were hard to shut. And I found some jeans and some shorts and some other stuff. And all of a sudden, I had 25 items that I was going to get rid of. Now, part of the reason why I did this is because I had read an article about a crazy lady. I mean, this lady is crazy. She is cray-cray. And the reason I know that is because she declutters and organizes for a living. That's what she does. And she's written books and articles and all kinds of stuff. But she's crazy. And she said this, if you ever have a hard time getting rid of some stuff, what you need to do is take the stuff and realize that it has served you well and then give it away to somebody else. She said, you actually take the item and you say, thank you item. Thank you shirt for the way that you have cared for me. And now I'm going to bless somebody else and I'm going to give it away. And I read that and I thought, this lady's nuts. She's crazy. But then all of a sudden I got convicted. I'm like, I can do more than 25 items. And pretty soon, I started looking around. I found some blankets. I found hats. I found some dress clothes. I found all of these shoes that I had. And I put it all together. And when I was done, I had 54 items. And this is what it looks like. 54 items in these three sacks and boxes that I took to the Muncie Mission. And I felt so confident that everyone in my household would want to do this. I started going through my wife's stuff. And I started going through my daughter's stuff. And I brought it out and I said, I think these are some of the things that we can get rid of. And they said, you take care of yourself. (laughs) And that was it. (laughs) Now, folks, this is all I'm saying. If you have clothes that you have not worn since the beginning of the pandemic, clear them out. Get rid of them. In fact, that crazy lady, this is what she says. That... Every time you get something, you should give something away. Every time you get one, you give one. Every time you get one, you give one. You get a shirt, you give a shirt. You get some pants, you give a pants. You get some shoes, you give away some shoes. You get some new underwear, don't give your underwear away. That's nasty. (laughs) Nobody wants your nasty underwear. Don't give underwear away. Some of you are so frugal, you've done that before, haven't you? Like you take it to some other, you know, nonprofit. Well, here's my whole jar of uh, uh, underwear that I've had. Some of them since 2000. Nobody wants those. But everything else, folks, you get one, you give one. And you know what? When you do this, guess what happens? You recognize that better is one hand with tranquility than two hands and chasing, chasing after the wind. So, cut back. Everybody say, cut back. All right, and clear out. Everybody say, clear out. And then finally, one more way to learn a less is more lifestyle is to pay off. Everybody say, pay off. Everybody on the stream right now, type those in. You know, cut back, clear out, pay off. Now, Today, our topic today is less is what? More. Less is actually more. Now, next week, we're going to talk about stress is bad. 
Now, how many of you would agree that financial stress is absolutely no fun at all? Just raise your hand. Okay, don't make me call you a liar. Yeah. I mean, I have never heard someone say, man, I am in so much debt right now that it gives me peace. The debt just brings peace to me. I am so thankful for those high interest rates because they help me. That debt brings me joy. Hallelujah. I've never, ever heard anyone say that. But you know what I've heard over and over again? Man, it stresses me out that I'm not sure we can pay for all this. I worry about it all the time. I have a new car, or I have a big house, or I have a new television, or whatever it is. But you know what? That's the thing that we fight about all the time, because we can't afford it. That's why what we're going to learn to do is to pay off. We're going to talk about this more next week, of how we can honor God. Like, you honor God the most by paying things off. Because when you're able to get a point where you reduce debt, or you become debt-free... That's where great peace comes. Now, some of you right now on the stream and some of you here in the auditorium is like, hey, no way I'm ever going to be debt-free, Chris. It's just not going to happen. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. The problem is, is that for many of you, what you try to do is you're like, I'm going to be debt-free in a month. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to do these gigantic things. And it doesn't happen. And then what do you do? You have retail therapy and you just go buy more stuff. And then you get further into debt. And the reality is, is that it's small little steps. For example, if you can only pay the minimum monthly payment of your credit card, just pay a little bit more each month and month after month, month after month, year after year, pretty soon, all of a sudden, you paid off a credit card. You're like, yoo-hoo, it's paid off. You cut it up. You're like, I'm done with it. Yes. Or with car payments. You get car payments, and then you just add a little bit more each month, maybe $25 or something like that, and you add it, and over time, you you pay it off, and all of a sudden, you're doing the happy dance. I don't have any car payments. That's what I do all the time. I have a 14-year-old minivan, and it has 216,000 miles on it. And you can't see this, but I'm going to be honest. If you go to the back side of the passenger or the driver's side, there is a tire there, and above it, it has Bondo above it. And I've got this Bondo on it, and I had this guy that did it really, really cheaply for me, and he did that, but you know what? It's paid off. I don't know anything. I don't pay anything on the month. And guess what would happen if all of a sudden you did that and then you went after your student loans? He said, I'm going I'm to pay these down. And, and then all of a sudden you went after your house payment. And you're like, we're going to pay off our house. Did you know there are some crazy people in this church? They have no mortgage payments. They're nuts. They're crazy. But they have a lot of fun. I mean, a lot of fun. Folks, if you need a plan for your finances, I strongly encourage you to consider financial peace. There's a little uh, insert in your program. We've been doing this for years. We've seen so many people find freedom financially by doing that. And I'd encourage you to consider it. March 8th, uh, we're going to do that because we just don't want to say, hey, you should get 
your debt down or you should do your money differently, we want to actually give you steps to do that. And if you're interested in doing so, just in the upper right-hand corner of your Connect card or those of you that are on the stream, you can do it on the JAR app. Just check that blue box and we'll reach out to you. And no one's going to make you feel guilty or bad. We've all had money experiences that we would be like, oh, that, that wasn't a good choice. But we want to help you to be able to do that. Folks, stress is bad, but eliminating it can be incredibly freeing. Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and a chasing after the wind. It might be said like this, better is one small TV to watch all of March Madness than to go out and get a great big old entertainment center to watch games that you can't afford. Better is a car that's paid off than a car that has the new car smell. Did you realize you can buy little smellers for that? Okay? Better is a smaller house than fighting over payments that you have to do all the time because you have a bigger house. Better is financial margin in your life, being able to help other people to give away than living paycheck by paycheck. So what are we going to do? We are going to cut back, we're going to clear out, and then finally we're going to pay off. Better is one handful with tranquility, with peace. Now, that being said, I'm not saying that you can't have anything. I'm not even saying that you shouldn't have some really nice things, because you should. But if you get rid of some of the junk, then all of a sudden you can just have a few of the things that are really, really nice. Because this is what I know to be true, and it's this. And uh, for those of you here in the auditorium, you might have to take a picture of this because it's not in your notes. But it's this. And I would argue this all day long. That it's better to have some stuff that you own than a bunch of stuff that owns you. Let me say that again. It's better to own or, or to have some stuff that you own than to have a bunch of stuff that owns you. You know, the richest people I know are not those who have the most, but those who need the least. The richest people I know are those who are not those who have the most, but those who need the least. Folks, everybody listen to me. If you, if you went away for a second, come back. Uh, join me again. Those of you on the stream too, because this is really important. More is not more. More is not more. Less is more. Less is more. And my life and all of your life and everyone on the stream, your life gets overwhelmed when stuff becomes so important because we forget the principle, less is more. You know, you only have one chance, folks, to get this thing right in life because life is ridiculously fast. It just happens like that. Life passes so fast, and please understand that your life 
Your life is too valuable and your calling is too great and your God is too good for you to waste your life on meaningless stuff. Let me say it again. Your life is too valuable. Your, uh, you know, calling is just way too great and your God is too good to waste it on meaningless stuff. Because better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and a chasing after the wind. Let's say this verse out loud together uh, again, out loud all at once. Better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and a chasing after of the wind. Better is one handful with a whole bunch of friendships that I can fist bump. And I can say, man, we're friends. Rather than two handfuls, and I have no spiritual community, and I'm living life all alone. Better is one handful and having some experiences with my family where we're going and we're doing some things and we're connecting with each other, then two handfuls and I'm buying a whole bunch of stuff, but I don't get a chance to know my kids or connect with my wife or my husband. Better is one handful and a really good marriage and a honka, honka, honka. Folks, you can have fun at church, okay? Maybe not honka honka, maybe putting your hand around them. I don't know. Lighten up, people. I got two kids, it didn't just happen out of nowhere, you know. Some of you, that's the only thing you're going to learn today. Better is one handful and a good marriage then two handfuls and we're fighting about finances and what we can do and what we can't do all the time. Better is one handful and the ability to be able to help other people and to reach out and to care for them and to pick them up and to build them up and to give to them. And then finally, folks, and everyone get this, better is one handful and to be able to worship and honor and love God more than anything else in your life than to have two handfuls and you're constantly chasing after the wind. So, next week, we're going to talk about stress is bad. And then the week after that, we're actually going to talk about giving is good. And the week after that, we're going to talk about tomorrow matters. And I hope that these four things that we're going to talk about get so driven in our hearts that we're totally transformed and changed as we go into this next year, this next five years, that part of it is we want to change around the stuff in our life. And so for this to get into our heads, I want us to just kind of say this out loud together. These four things on the quadrant, you'll go from top left over and then down to the bottom left over. But it's very true 
that less is more and stress is bad and giving is good and tomorrow matters. Let's all say this out loud together. Less is more, stress is bad, giving is good, and tomorrow matters. Again, less is more, stress is bad, giving is good, tomorrow matters. One more time, those on the stream. Less is more, stress is bad, giving is good, and tomorrow matters. And I pray that it will be in our hearts. Let's pray. Well, loving God, thank you so, so very much for this teaching today that helps us to embrace the concept that less is more. That better is one handful with tranquility than two handfuls of a bunch of stuff. Now, some of you might be sitting there right now and You're kind of like, if God has ever been talking to me, he's talking to me right now. Because I've just been about stuff and stuff and stuff and stuff and accumulation and accumulation and accumulation. And I really want to, I want to cut back and clear out and pay off. And if that's you today, if you're like, I need help to do this. I can't do it on my own. I need God to help me. But I really do want to make some changes in my life. It could change your life, your relationship, your future if you did this. And if today's the day where you want to do that, you want to pursue what matters most. You want to work in these areas with every eye closed, no one looking around, but you're like, I want to get better at this, but God, I need your help. If you just raise your hand, say, God, I'm in, help me. I need some help with less is more. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for each person with a raised hand. I pray, God, that you would help them to learn how to live a less is more lifestyle. Remind them that better is one handful with tranquility and peace and enjoyment and relationships and joy than two handfuls of toil and fear and fights and anxiety. God, plant this seed of less is more deep into each one of our hearts. And change us so that we could honor you in all that we do. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, maybe some of you are here today and you've been pursuing all kinds of stuff, thinking that if I got the right house, the right car, the right job, the right relationship, that everything would be okay. But you've been searching and searching and searching and searching. And the reality is you just have a bigger void. You feel an emptiness in your life. And what you need today is a relationship. A relationship with the one who isn't about stuff, but he is a savior. He actually is one who will give you a life that you can't give to yourself. He can give you total freedom of your sin, of everything from your past, of new life in him, and a new beginning in your life. And if today is the day where you're like, I need that because there's an emptiness, there's a void in my heart, I want God in my life, then you can do that today through a prayer. And it's not a prayer that you'll pray by yourself, but it's one that we pray together in unity. And I invite you to simply, if you feel comfortable, to repeat after this. Let's pray. Repeat after me. Heavenly Father, forgive me of all my sins. Make me brand new. I believe Jesus died for me and rose again so I could live for you.
Fill me with your spirit so I could know you, serve you, and follow you for the rest of my life. My life is not my own. Today I give it to you. Thank you for new life. Now you have mine. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.